This podcast is a walk in the life of entrepreneurship. We will interview people from all walks of life, but have one thing in common. They have taken risks, went against the grain, and rose to the occasion to thrive in their purpose. This podcast will be a source of knowledge, inspiration, and proof that greatness can be born from the ground up. From the ground up. From the ground up. Welcome back to the Ground Up Podcast. I'm your host, Keisha Rock. And this is the podcast that brings you entrepreneur stories to help you get started and keep going. Today, we're bringing you the queen of balloons and celebrity decorator, Miss Lois of Balloon and Things. She has decorated for celebrities such as Eva Marcel and Candy Burris of Atlanta Housewives. Miss Lois is blowing up the balloon game. Welcome, Miss Lois. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes. <laughs> I'm so excited to sit here with you. You're doing big things, and this is nothing new to you. You've been a business owner for 15 years. What led you to entrepreneurship? What led you to ballooning things? Well, it's quite a story. Um, I will tell you that it actually started way before the balloons. It started yeah. from me being able to create. I've always been able to create different things, different baskets, all type of stuff. If I saw it, I can recreate So you're it. a crafter? Yeah, I'm very crafty. And um, at the time, you know, it was so long ago, like we didn't have the internet. So I didn't really know how to make that a business. Like, how do you grow a business of just using your hands? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so and today, like everybody's making a business from being creative. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like word of mouth was the best thing back then, but it, it went much more slower than, you know, now. So what ended up happening was I, I went to a trade show one day, doing, bringing my stuff to a trade show, and I saw someone design balloons in a balloon arch and I was like whoa like I could do that like I could I could do that and so I did I self-taught myself how to do it and um one day I was taking my girlfriend to the airport and she missed her flight so we had some time stopped at Garden Ridge at the time it was Garden Ridge and they were going out of business like, and, let me get some supplies. Yes. And so they had a 90% off sale. Okay. And I spent $300 buying all of the balloons and the balloon supplies that they had. So would you say your startup cost for $300? Yep. <laughs> Look what you got now. <laughs> $300, I'm telling you. So after doing that, after buying all their stuff and you, you're just practicing and just building the business, I figured out that's how you make, that's how I can make it a business. And that's why I named it Balloons and Things because mm -hmm. of the balloons and the, other, all the things yeah. that I can make. Yep. Beautiful. So what, what, when do you feel like, you know, so you realize I can make this a business. What were the f first steps to like legitimizing and really getting off on your feet, getting the business up and going? Really was when I started getting customers, clients, repeat clients. Um, I remember doing uh, our first client at the time was a, a small wedding and we did it in their house and we just delivered some balloons and put it in a little arch and it was just so dope. And I was like, wow, just creating that memory for them, even in, in their house was so dope. And it made me feel like, I could do this. I could really make this bigger. Yeah. And and that's what happened. We just kept growing and kept growing so word you say of mouth. We. Who, who, who was in those beginning I always days? say we because oh, it but wasn't it was just me. Oh, okay. It, it, it you know, it's always people helping. It's always, you know, I have I had a cousin that used to work with me. I had um, just people. I would hire people and I, I couldn't build this business without them. So I never forget them. So I always say we. Yeah. I love that. So we're sitting now in your brick and mortar building. Um, not not just building, it's an event space. This is where you do, you know, your balloon orders and everything. I mean, so you started with going into a garden ridge and getting $300 worth of supplies. <laughs> and now today you have this building. I mean, do you want to go on? I mean, I can list it all. But I'm telling you, like a million dollars worth of supplies now, like yeah. all type of rentals, all type of balloon supplies, all kind of frames, just I, anything for a party. 
I pretty much have it. You know yeah. what I mean? And if I don't have it, I can make it. Yeah. I'm just that kind of person. And so, I mean, it has just been a very, it's been a long journey, but it's been a worth it journey. And, you know, my ultimate goal, I didn't really realize at the time that my goal was to buy the building. No, we, we haven't left the, the box, store, right? Yeah. But I mean, like, <laughs> it's just my goals have, I've been able to reach my goals each time and they have just kind of snowballed into yeah. bigger goals. So I'm just kind of wondering what's the next one? You know oh, what girl, I mean? <laughs> the sky's the limit. But less, I mean, there's, I want I want people to know what it was like, what it took for you to get to this moment. So we can go ahead and announce. I mean, it's been announced, but she does not rent this building. She owns this building. Not only does Miss Lois own this building, she owns the block that the building sits on. That's a huge. Can we do some type of cheers, yep. applause, Erin? Like that is that is a huge. I mean, you don't. That doesn't happen every day. It doesn't. What did you? What What has happened over the last fifteen years to get you to this place? Let's talk about that. You know, like, um, so you didn't start with the brick and mortar. So you started in home. Mm -hmm. And then where'd you go from there? So from home, um, I went to the flea market. The It was on Williamsburg Road. It was fairly new. Um, so we were in the flea market, I would say, three years. And in that time of being in the flea market, we started with one space, which was like a, I think they did 10 by 10s at the time. Okay. And then we moved to a 10 by 20. And and those spaces were only open on the weekends, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So that's so at how that I, time you were doing this part time. Yeah, yeah, it was part time, just doing it on the weekends. And then even having a job, we we found a space in the flea market where they allow for a separate entrance mm -hmm. to go and come as you please during the week. And mm -hmm. so I moved to that space, and boom. That was a seven days. I can be open seven days a week. And that's really what made it official because I then had an address. I had my own entrance. You know what I mean? So I could do consultations anytime. I didn't have to wait till the weekend. So while I was working at the phone company, I was working from midnight to eight in the morning. Okay. And then I would get off and go to work from my business from 10 a.m. to whenever I finished, which was usually about six or seven o'clock in the evening, go to sleep and start all over again. When you think back to those days, what's your... What's your thought? Sometimes my mind is blown because I really hustled. Like, I hustle balloons. I could tell people if, if if they complain about anything, trying to achieve a goal, I sell balloons for a living. If, if you, you can't reach your well. goal, I mean, like, if you can't reach your goal doing the things that you do or love, and I sell balloons, it's something wrong because balloons is not, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a want. It's not yeah. a need. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, what Do you remember when that point happened in your journey that you realized like, this is going to take me places. Like, I'm really up off the ground. Like, you know, I'm really – was there any aha moments? Or, I mean, I guess right now you just had a, the biggest highlight buying the block. But, you know, in those early days, those early years. Um, I would say the, the pivot time for when I felt like I was taken off was – when the celebrity clientele started to come let's, into play. Let's get into the fun yeah. stuff. Yeah. So that was like, I, I moved into this building in 2014. Okay. Okay, so it was fresh. It was new. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, I was able to have the event hall and the, and the uh, balloon shop in the same building. So that was, Beautiful. I was Cause at happy first about had that. two different spaces. Yeah, I had yeah. two different spaces. And so in 2015 is when I forgot my first phone call about doing a celebrity event. And it happened it came to, to you. Yeah, well, yes and no. So what happened was that's when Instagram started to come into play a lot. And I reached out to um, Tiny from T.I. and Tiny. You I did? reached out okay. to Tiny's niece. Okay. Because she used to plan their events. Okay. So I reached out to her via DM. You were bold. I was bold. I always have been. Um, and I just didn't, I just kind of waited. And, and she responded. She called me and she was like, yo, 
Um, my aunt is, you know, well, first of all, she called me. And she was like, Candy is pregnant. We all knew that at the time. And she was like, I want you to come down and do her baby shower. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, that's cool. I can do that. And that was like a few months away. So I was like, okay. So I was excited about that. But then she called me back and she was like, I got a secret. And I was like, you got a secret. She was like, yeah, my aunt is pregnant. Nobody knows about it. And we want to do Talk a gender. Tiny. tiny. Okay. And uh, she said, we want to do a gender reveal that's going to be recorded. And I was like, get out of here. And she was like, I want you to come down. And I was like, well, when is it? And she was like, Friday. And I was like, what? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, and it, so did, it took you being bold to put yourself out there. But you must have had something going for her, for her not to just leave you on scene. For her to, to for her to, did you have a website up yet? Um, yeah, I had a website. I've always been professional about my business. So I had a website. My Instagram was still always popping. My balloon work, you know, my work speaks for itself, as you yeah. know. And so when you go on my page, it's really fun. And you can see all the work. Everything on my page is our work unless I identify otherwise, which is usually like a collaboration of rental. Um, but, yeah, just looking at my page, I think she just was like, okay, this is cool. And then I think what happens when people reach out to you and they find that you're genuine, you're not trying to – come up like I wasn't I wasn't like well oh my god oh my, it just wasn't I wasn't starstruck you know what I mean I was just trying to do the work like mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and so I just I wanted the business I just wanted to get in the door and uh she called me for that I went down there and so what was that experience like? it was wonderful like just recording I I realized that I am not a limelight person I like to be in the background. So when you say recording, they were filming their TV show at the oh, time? Oh, yeah. I was on That's it. That's huge. Yeah. If you go to my, well, it's on my personal page probably, but if you go to one of my pages, you'll see a snippet of where you see me in the background. Because what the great thing about their their uh, their um, show is that if you were a part of their staff, you were a part of the show. And so that's how I ended up on the the TV with them. You know what I mean? So that was kind of dope. Did that, did you see a difference in business after that? Did you get any up, like uptake in business? Sure. Um, For, for Atlanta, it was, you know, word of mouth, who you knew. And they kind of just kept referring me, kept referring me. But in Richmond, it kind of like validated the business. You know what I mean? Even though that seems strange, I've been in business even before that, you know, but going to do the celebrity events kind of like put me in a different space. And it was like, okay. This lady is doing it. You know yeah. what I mean? And I was doing it, obviously, before anybody else. So it's like, I started so long ago. It's, right. it's just worked out. But Yeah. I mean, you've had, I mean, that's some serious accomplishments. Like, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, you got it going on. Like, you're doing it. Um, Thank you. I work hard. Yeah, you work hard. You work hard. <laughs> One of the things you said you attribute uh, your factors to success is your faith. Um, how, how do you feel like that's played into your journey? Oh, it's the number one thing. Without faith, there's nothing. You can't, it, it, just being bold. Just being bold, just having the confidence, having the confidence to just get in somebody's DM and say, this is, you know, this is what I want to do. And I, and I haven't just done that one time. I've done that before. Even when I went on tour with Judy, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you know about that, but I went on a 10 city tour with, uh, the owner of Kaleidoscope, um, hair products. And I got into her inbox and I said, I want to bless you. You bless people all the time. I want to bless you on your tour. I'll do a couple of dates for you and I'm not going to charge you. And she was like, Hmm. You know, she wasn't used to that. And so when she responded back to me, she was like, whoa, I never had anybody do that before. Like, say yeah. that they're not going to charge me. They just want to bless me. This. I've all, this is always something I've wondered about. Do you believe that it's okay or even sometimes necessary to do free business in the beginning to get, to get you know? I think it depends on the business. However, um, with something like this balloon business, is because it's not, it's a want, it's not a need, you sometimes have to do a give or take. Okay, so I've done a, f- a couple of free jobs. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to kill me to do them. 
but I won't, I will do it at my discretion. I won't do it because you require me to do it or you feel like I should do it. No, yeah. you won't do it if you feel like you're being taken advantage right. of. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, so you've had so much success. Are you, what are you doing now to continue to grow the business? Is there anything you, you know, are doing specifically? Yeah. Well, number one, staying faithful. <laughs> because we're still in the middle of a pandemic and I'm really proud of the fact that I was able to survive a pandemic right. because this is yeah, a business I'm again. Sure you were hit. Yeah. Oh, hard. I mean, like imagine the government telling you that you can't gather. Yeah. My businesses are all based on gathering Yeah. the event halls, the balloon shop. What did you, you know? do during that time? Well, I reverted back to the original thing, okay. creating balloons. Okay. So I started creating balloon designs and stuff so people can come pick up. Our side to go service they would come pick them up do graduation you know it was just at a really hard time and so um people still wanted to celebrate but they just needed to do it at home they right. needed to do it safer and yeah. so we just i just found a way to go back to doing it safer yeah uh, and it worked it kept me it kept me going mm-hmm. um and so you know here we are i think we're what 18 20 months into a pandemic and and yeah. we're still here and then god sees fit to right. bless yeah. me with that I so mean, it's not, if not two years into it now yeah it's wild um, so I noticed something you're doing also is mentorship packages. So you're oh, you're open to teaching people what you've learned. Yeah. What what uh, what inspired you to go that route too? Well, I'm always an advocate of anybody that wants to start something. You know, I figured I started young, like I, not real young, like my business. I started at 30, but I started making good decisions in my 20s. Mm-hmm. And so I bought my house when I was 23 years old. Mm-hmm. So I always felt like anybody that's young and wants to start something and they need a little guidance, if I had that guidance back then, I would be like a multimillionaire by now. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't. So I just pride myself with giving people guidance. If they can if they can take it and use it, you know, why not? I can't hold it. I can't take it to the grave with me. You know what I'm saying? So I just try. I love that. I love that. And that's also like, like you said, it's just a way to give back everything we learn I mean, what use is it if we're not if we're not spreading it and sharing it? Yeah. Um, what do you feel like has been the most challenging thing about running and being a business owner? Wearing all the hats. I mean, like staffing. Staffing has probably been my biggest challenge. I had an episode one time on a live where I just busted out crying because I just didn't have enough staff. Or the staff that I had at the time just was not working as as they should. You know what I mean? And it was just it's just rough. That's a rough road. And so, so finding the right people is a finding challenge. the right people. Yes, and just uh, just loyalty, just staying with you. You know what I'm saying? And so obviously I still say we because those people I don't negate them. If they're right. not here, I just still feel like they helped me get here. Mm-hmm. So I will never forget them. I still include them as part of the success. You know what I'm saying? But you move on. You find new people. You find you know people who want to learn. And so. Just keep going. But that yeah. is probably the biggest, biggest thing that I deal with um, challenge-wise. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, so you, you know, you ha- you've brought to the table the skill, the craft, the ideas. What about, like, the back-end stuff of running a business? How have you been able to handle that? Have you, le- have to, have you had to learn how to handle it? Or is that something you've learned to outsource? <laughs> That's, like, a crazy question because I – have learned how to handle it, obviously, and I do outsource some things, but I'm so hands-on that it's like I still end up doing it myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. That, that's your personality. It's just my personality, yeah. you know. Um, I think that I'm trying to get out of it. I'm trying to, like, open the window and let somebody else come in and say, you know what, let me take this over. But I think that the person who does that for me has to be a special person, like somebody that really shows me 
They're like me. The grind is there. Like, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I can trust can them. Trust. Right. Yeah, yeah. I can trust them with it. Yeah. Um, so I, success looks different for everyone. Uh, you can't, it's, it's, it's just different. It fits different for everyone. Uh, when you look at yourself, do you feel successful? And like, how, how do you define that for you? I know that's such a tough, tough question for me because I do feel successful. I feel great about all the things that I've accomplished in the time that I've been doing this. Um, however, I'm real humble because I'm a background kind of person or like a, a production person. I just kind of, being in the limelight is just not my thing. You know what I mean? So it's so scary for me. So even even just doing this podcast right now, it's like I'm all pins and needles. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I have found that people say, Lois, you need to talk about it. You need to yeah. show people. You need to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's what I'm working on now is just yeah. trying to uh, build myself up, my confidence up, and just showing people, like, this can be done. Like, I show them on the low, but I really need to show it on a broader scale, like bigger. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, what, what, so, I mean, like I said, you're 15 years in. Is there anything you've learned along the way that, like, wish I would have known type of thing? I mean, we know everything happens for a reason. Yeah, everything. But, <laughs> right, you know. <laughs> but any, any tidbits or tips, you, any gems you can drop for people starting out in business, starting out in creating and entrepreneurship? In all honesty, I would say the best advice that I can give you is just start. Mm. Like, if you Every don't, time, if you don't start, yeah, if you don't start, you will not know how far you can go. Yeah. If you stop yourself in the middle of the journey, you still won't know how far you can go. So the only thing you can do is take one step in front of the other. There's failure. There's obstacles. You jump over them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you just do that and you just keep going. So my best advice, my best tidbit is start and keep going. Never stop. And so people who have watched my journey probably can tell you I just never stop. Mm -hmm. I keep my foot on the gas, keep going, and keep going, and keep going. Is it tiring? Yep. I was going to say, is it tiring? Is it tiring? Yes. That sounds exhausting. Yes, it's exhausting. (laughs) It is exhausting, but it is all, it's worth it. I haven't worked for somebody since 2010. This is 2022. (laughs) Worked for myself for for 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. That's really dope. Most people can't say that. Most people cannot say they started a business and have kept it going and has grown the business, you know, tangibly for that long. Yeah. By themselves. Do you have any, like, daily practices or any routines that help you accomplish your goals? Um, And that can be in your personal life, too, you know? Yes. I mean, you know, a prayer. I pray a lot um, because it's it's necessary. Um, You never know what's going to walk through that door. You never know what the intention is. You never know anything about it. And so you want to pray covering over you, you know what I mean, in your mind. You want to make sure, I mean, that's what I do. I want to make sure that I'm doing everything with a pure heart, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And then outside of that, I mean, just getting here on time. Like I'm the one who wakes myself up. Nobody wakes me up, you know, uh, doing the tasks that need to be done. One of my pet peeves is invoices. I hate them. Mm -hmm. I absolutely hate invoices, but I do. That's how you get paid. But but, But I, the thing about the invoice is that, you do them, you spend an hour or two doing them because I got to take out the, the the design out of my head and mm-hmm. put it into a descriptive form on oh, an invoice. Okay, I, see, I okay? hear you, I hear you. So that takes time, and then you get a client who gets the invoice, and they don't even open it. They just pay the, They pay it, they never open it, and then the day of the event, something happens, and they're like, and you're like, that well, wasn't the invoice. I was like, on the invoice. You, you, didn't, you didn't see it on the <laughs> Yeah, okay, okay. That makes sense, yeah. Um... There's a new business in town. Golden Touch Mobile Detailing. If you're in the Richmond, Virginia area and tired of riding dirty, 
or you appreciate a deep clean. Book an appointment with Golden Touch Mobile Detailing. It's not your average car wash. Full interior and exterior cleaning, and Golden Touch Mobile Detailing comes to you. It's the attention to detail to make you a returning customer. Follow the Instagram at Golden Touch RVA and book your appointment. I guarantee you'll be riding clean. So have you had, so I know with all this success, there always comes hard times. Any financial issues or any times where you may have thought the business may not last or you had to, you know, regather yourself? Yeah. So there was a time when I got into my first brick and mortar where, you know, it was a big jump. It went from me paying like $800 a month in, in rent or lease to paying $2,500 a month in rent and lease. And Talk about a jump. Yeah, that was a huge jump. It was very scary. Oh, and yeah, but to take that, but to take that, I mean, because you seem like a very wise woman, so that was a calculated risk, right? Yeah, I mean, how would you know if you don't try? There you go. <laughs> so there you go. I convinced the landlord, like, I probably can't afford it, but if you let me try. <laughs> I'm going to I'm damn sure try I'm my best. Right, I'm going to yeah. try my best. And so I did. And, and, and so there was a time in that situation where, I wasn't paying my mortgage because I want to make sure the rent was paid at the shop because the shop is what funded my mortgage. <laughs> so I paid the rent at the shop for instead. And I almost lost my house. I literally almost that lost my house. That very stressful. Yeah. But then one day, I, it, it, like, like start getting the paperwork where they want to take you through foreclosure and you start getting nervous. And I just started praying. And then like within that week, God sent me so much business that I was oh able to pay I mean, like, it was to the point where they were getting ready to auction my stuff on the courthouse steps. Oh like, that's how deep it had went. And you're still here working and praying. Yep. Yep. Because what else can you do but keep going? Yeah. I mean, I think that's just, like, resilience and having the grit. Do you feel like that's something that you've grown to have? Or is it was it in, ingrained in you? growing up like thinking like back to your yeah upbringing. I think definitely it was engraved in me um my dad was resilient my mom is resilient like we just are go-getting people from stock, mm -hmm. you? yep yeah. and so they taught us that they taught us how to be independent they taught us how I mean I've been on my own since I was 18 oh, wow. and so um they just taught us a lot and so we just we either put it into motion mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But one thing I can say is they just taught us about God and they taught us about faith. And so I think my faith is really what holds me together. Like, mm -hmm. I always just feel like God never leaves me. So he just always brings me through. And I think some of my friends sometimes see it and they're just like, you have an anointing on you because you just always come through. Mm -hmm. It could be down to the wire and God going to come through. You get what I'm saying? I yeah. That. Have you, so now with, you know, your success and, just growing into your business. Has your environment changed? Like those around you, has any of that had moving Oh, yeah, pieces? absolutely. I um, always, and the reason I ask that is because I do believe that um, people around you also contribute to like your success, right? And so as you grow, sometimes, you know, there's moving parts that change and there's, there's you know, that's just a big like, change. Just like employees, you lose friends you lose family you lose people that are closest to you people who have, who become close to you and and you lose them it's 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 not on purpose it's like not it's, it's been a sacrifice yeah it's definitely a sacrifice I mean like you know sometimes people don't feel like you should choose your business but if your business is your baby it's the child that you have yeah Who's to say that you shouldn't choose your child yeah. you get what I'm saying and so it's a hard it's hard to balance mm -hmm. 
And so, how do you balance it all? I just pray. <laughs> just pray. <laughs> just pray through it. It goes because back to what face. else can I do? You yeah. know what I'm saying. Some things are just out of our control, mm-hmm. right? I can't control another person and how they feel. Right. I can apologize. I can say, you know, I'm sorry you feel that way, but I can't control how they how they move. You know, but I can control me. Yeah. And so rather than get upset with them, I just move on. I just yeah. keep going, and they either got to stay on the wagon or get off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. What are you working towards next, though? You know, you bought the block, you got, you, business is still booming. So, you know, what do you have future goals that you're planning on? And <laughs> you plotting away over there? A little bit, a little bit. So right now we're working on um, opening up the uh, other side of my event hall that's on the, the other building. So I have two event halls. Okay. Um, so the other <laughs> event. so casually. I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> I own a block and I got one building I own. Then I have another event hall. <laughs> and <laughs> it's so not crazy. a small, it's a 6,000 square feet, another event hall. Yes. And so I took about 1,500 square feet of that event hall and I made it into a selfie lounge. So um, neat. Yeah, because this side of town needs something else. And yeah. so I try to so I'm good at that. I'm try to I try to bring all the trendy things mm-hmm. to this area because you know, we don't get it. Richmond already doesn't get it, but well, then this since area you doesn't ties get it. in Atlanta too. I feel like you can like be like, okay, this is yeah. probably gonna be popping in Richmond. Yeah, next, I see next, the trends you know? firsthand. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so just just bringing that here and just giving people a different experience. You know, just giving them the opportunity to have a different experience. Like a lot of our rentals that we have are like over the like different over the top rentals, and so it's not something that you see every day. And so it gives the other event planners in this area something else to build upon. Yeah. So they're rented from me, and they'll build their design on it you know what I mean but if I didn't have it you know would they get it you know what I'm saying would they take the money and invest in it right well not because the business is not big enough yet but I don't mind taking the risk I've always been a risk taker yeah so tell us a little bit more about how the business operates like the services you provide what people can come so for the listeners you know who have a next event around the corner like what could they or event planners um what, what do you provide? So we're like a threefold business. I know it's kind of weird. So we have the balloon shop where we provide balloon services, okay? We blow up balloons for people. We create balloon designs for people. We do delivery and set up for, for balloon des- balloon work, all right? And then we have our rental portion, which we have, like, throne chairs and specialty tables and cha- chairs and just all kind of specialty stuff that we rent out, which – the regular public takes, you know, advantage of that. And then our event planners take advantage of that because, again, they don't have those. They don't want to invest and actually Not hurt. yet yeah. because their business, they're just trying to make it. They're right. like me. They're like in the beginning stages of their business. And they don't want to. When I was back then, I just started so long ago. I had a head start. So I give them the opportunity. I'll buy it. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. rent it. So that way you don't have to spend that bulk load of money. Right. You rent it. And then you do what you have to do with your clients. Right. Everybody gets the experience. It's a win-win situation. It's a win-win-win situation. Yeah. And then lastly, of course, the event halls. The event halls. Um, when, when in your business did you gear towards the event halls? So that happened in 2012 because I used to get a lot of people with my first brick and mortar who would come in I would, and order balloons and stuff from us and decor. And then they would always ask, do you know a place where I can rent for? Uh, so after, it was brilliant. That's after all those that. questions, I was I'm just like, like, you know, you started with balloons and things, so you know, crafting and people renting stuff out. But like to then think, okay, my next move, the smart thing to do is actually have a space people can have yeah. these events. So my first event hall, I took over the old Sugar and Spice building, which used to be the old Coach building on Mechanicsville. Okay, it was kind of dope. It was a small space; we can hold like about a hundred people, and then, um, but it was 
nerve wracking because it was about five minutes away from my shop. And so I was running back and forth, running back and forth. And it was just like, Argh. and so after about a year and a half of that, I was praying for a building. I was like, Lord, please find me a building where I can have both of these entities in the same building. Cause I'm tired. Like I'm worn out. And, and he did. Yeah. So, I mean, you offer a lot. So you offer the balloons, you offer to rent, um, Rentals, rental mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. <laughs> things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you also have the event spaces. Yeah, I mean, you really are maximizing your business. Yeah, I think that's a beautiful. Everything thing. ties into each other. I'm very strategic about how I grow the business. You know what I mean? So it's like everything ties into each other. Everything is still about events and planning and things like that. So nothing kind of. It's not like I'm selling makeup over here. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right, or yeah, doing yeah, something. Yeah. No, everything kind of ties into each other. What do you love most about what you do? What you created? I love creating, enhancing the the memories for people. Yeah. I think that that's like the most important. That's my purpose in life. Like everybody has found, you know, they try to find their purpose. I found that if I take my talent and give it to somebody to enhance a special moment in their life, they'll remember it forever. Their family will remember it forever. Their friends will remember it forever. And as I was telling a couple earlier today, like for a wedding, people have big weddings. It's not because they want to show off all the time. It's because when you get to a point in your marriage where it's rocky, it's rough, it's a rough road, and you go back and you look at that wedding picture and that memory, and you remember what it looked like, and you remember what how I designed it, Yeah, it brings you back to a happy place. And you say to your wife or your husband, you know what, let's work through this because I remember when we were there. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what I do. Memory. You give people memory. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. What have you learned the most about yourself, about you, through building your business? I've learned that I'm tough. I'm built for tough. Like, I learned that uh, I, I go through a lot, and I just deal with it. And it's not always a great thing, because mm-hmm. people think the strong person is, they don't need anything else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. They're yeah. strong. They don't need anything. And that's not the truth. You need... The strong person needs support too. Mm-hmm. Not only that, they, and it's not even really support. What they need is replenishment. Mm. You know that you get it. Yeah, like people so that many feed into you. So many people, people that, take out of me. Yes, they take from yes. me. They get. They get. They get. And then you need somebody or a group of people who can yes. replenish you back. Otherwise, you you go down. You yeah. get sucked dry. And so I have learned that I am strong, but I also choose who. Is necessary to be around me to replenish me back. You know what I mean. And I do have a plethora of people who, who I can count on to give me give me back to where I need to be. Cause I can't be everything for everybody if I don't take care of myself. Mm-hmm. So she can't she can't run the block, y'all. No, if she ain't taking good <laughs> care of herself. And I'm in love that. And I do replenish to be able to have people around you that feed your soul yeah. is a gift. Yeah. Yeah, and we need, especially in journeys like this, when you're building from the ground up. From the ground up. You know, you From the that. mud. From the mud. <laughs> Get it out the mud. Um, all right. Well, what advice do you give to our listeners who are starting out or early on in their entrepreneur journey to help them keep going? Well, you know, I, I can't. I know everybody's not of the same religious status or spiritual status, but... What I can say is that there is an, another entity out there and that we should hone into it because we don't create, as humans, we don't create everything, okay? When you look at the sky, we know we didn't create that. It, where did it come from? So I would say hone into whatever it is that 
brings you back to your place. It brings you back to a solid mind because in order to do this, and you can do it, but in order to do it, you have to have a solid mind. Your mind can't just be worried about, you can't have worry and faith in the same situation. It doesn't work that way. You know what I mean? You have to have one or the other. So I choose to be more faithful because I feel like he, he I haven't had a situation where he hasn't saved me from. Real. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even if it gets down to the wire, I think that's what people are afraid of. Like it gets so close to the edge that it's almost like you're going to fall over. But do you have enough faith to just say, you know what? If I fall, God going to catch me. Have a mustard seed. Girl, you see my fingers? <laughs> God going to catch me. Like if I fall over, he going to catch me. I'm not going to hit the bottom. And that's kind of how I just tell people, like, if you can do anything, just hone back to that entity and keep going. Center yourself. Center yourself. Do what you need to do to stay centered. Um, We done done brought a whole message to the Ground Up podcast today. I think we did it. Uh, You ready to play this game? I think so. Let's do it. (laughs) All right, here we go. Would you rather this or that? Would you rather have lunch with Gabrielle Union or Taraji P. Henson? Ooh. I know, it's a tough one, right? Yeah, I think a Taraji. I love I Taraji. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, this or that. Fried fish or fried chicken? Fried chicken, girl, because I love chicken. some chicken. I love the chicken. <laughs> I the chicken is right my thing. Right now, I'm ready to go to the <laughs> wing stop. I'm ready. <laughs> Would you rather be spontaneous or planned to a tea? Ooh, that's a I, tough that, one for you know, me. For you, that is a tough one. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, seriously? that is a tough one. I like to spontaneously plan. Oh, <laughs> I'll let you have it. I'll let you have it. I'll let you have it. All right, last one. This or that. Sunshine and beach days or fall leaves and mountain views. Oh, no. I need blue water. Sunshine well, and sunshine bleak, beach, beach days. days. Yes, I need. Blue water brings me back to. Centers you. It centers me. Yeah. Yep. I love that. I always say I want to go. I need blue water right now. <laughs> yeah, we're getting there. Um. How can the listeners reach you? Well, first of all, thank you so much. I think you're just a beautiful soul. Thank you. And I really admire everything you created here. Um, how can the listeners reach you? Well, the, the best place to reach me right now, because I will look at it all the time, is Instagram. Okay. So, um, ampers- what is it? What is it? Uh, hashtag. Hashtag balloons and things. Oh, no, at symbol. Oh, the at symbol. <laughs> at, at symbol balloons and things. And that's B-A-L-L-O-O-N-S. A-N-D-T-H-I-N-G-S. And I, re- I always spell it out because sometimes people think balloons is like one L or uh, one O. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I probably <laughs> have like had to re- re-spell check myself Yeah, before. you got to do it. So it's two L's, two O's. Anyway, yeah. so that's probably the best place to reach me because you can DM me. And I kind of, because I have to create content and all that kind of stuff, I'm always on there. Um, and then next after that is my telephone numbers. Um, so the balloon shop number is 804-201-0540. And the event hall number is 804-554-6915. Y'all, she has that all off the top of her head. Everything yes. will be in the show notes, as you guys know. Thank you so much. Come back next Monday for another episode of the Ground Up Podcast. Yay, thank you. Yay. That was good. That was really good. Thanks for listening to the Ground Up Podcast. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button, rate, and leave a review. You can find us on Instagram at the Ground Up Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. And if you're really feeling this, become a Patreon, or as we like to call them, a friend of the podcast.